Hello everyone, this is Mark Guy again with another podcast episode about speakbrave.co and here again is my friend John. Hello everybody and good afternoon or good morning or good evening wherever you happen to be. And Mark, what if great to be with you. Well, thank you John. What if somebody's in space? You know, wouldn't it be fantastic if we could actually have these podcasts going to just literally anywhere where people have the capacity to be able to pick up a computer signal. That would be a blessing. I think that's our dream. But I'm thankful for the fact that we can get together and do this podcast and we can talk to you again about some very, very essential and important things that I think all of us need to work on. And today you're going to talk about something which in the past has been an extremely difficult problem for me. And it continues to be a problem, but I think all of us in some way, form, shape, or fashion struggle with that is the art of effective listening. That's right, John. Listening is a skill. There's active listening, there's uh, inquisitive listening, but I believe at the heart of all human relationships is the art of listening. It's a skill. It is something we all can develop. You can develop it. I can. And I hope everyone listening can also develop the art of listening. I just like to I just like to throw that in. And I do believe somebody in space will listen to us. I just believe it in my heart that somebody is in space looking to improve their listening. So, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Looking forward to it. Okay. So, John, let me ask you a question. Do you think you are a good listener right now? And what does good listening mean to you? If you ask me for a straightforward yes or no at this stage, am I a good listener? I would say no. Am I a better listener than I used to be? I would say yes. Do I need to improve? Absolutely. Okay. Well, this is interesting because I, I, quite, I talk about this quite a lot in my keynotes and my professional public speaking endeavors is that my mentor through books, I never actually met uh, Dr. Gary Chapman. He wrote quite a few books and I do follow him and I listen and I read and I study. One of the research studies he quotes in several of his books is that on average in the United States we'll listen for only 17 seconds in a conversation interval. Hmm. And those 17 seconds we don't use that time so we can listen and respond, be present and continue the conversation to go forward. It is rather that we can get back in the conversation and keep on talking. Now that, of course, you are talking about is a conversational situation, not to be confused with the art of listening when you're in an arena and someone is speaking or in a room and there's an individual who is the speaker or the focus of the reason why you're there. Would that be correct to say? I don't have all the details of the study. However, I know that it does reflect my own listening skills and it, it did reflect my listening capacity as a whole just 10 years ago, even 15, 20 years ago. It is, I always thought of myself as a fast talker. Me too. Yeah. And it's just something that comes naturally, mm-hmm. especially when it's safe and when the issue is important to me. It matters a lot. Yeah. What happens? You speak a lot. Yes. You speak over, and sometimes you speak over someone. Yeah. I learned that is not such a good technique. 
I agree with you. Because sometimes people speak over others is maybe they don't know any better. This is true because maybe. there are some people who just, it's like they're in their own world. They're thinking, what do I want to say? And they've completely lost connection with the person that right. has the conversation. I cannot fault them for that. I can recognize it. Mm-hmm. I can understand it. I'm not going to make an excuse for them, but I can understand it. Yes. I can understand. And then there's some people who do talk over them, and then there's others who just doesn't matter what the other person is saying. They will just keep on talking. It's like an attack. Or maybe it's a defense mechanism. I really don't know. Could be. Yeah. Without getting into a lot of detail, when I was growing up, my problem with me was that I talked too much. Yeah. And in talking too much, people develop this habit. This was starting with family. And then, of course, from there with associations, whether it was elementary school, junior high, high school. Uh, as I would be talking and carrying on, I really wasn't offering anything beneficial. I was just talking to hear myself talk or talking to make it sound like I knew something or I was somebody to be, to be acknowledged. So for me, it was, an, it was an insecurity issue. But the thing about it is, is that people will eventually develop this habit of just, okay, they start to talk about something else. Or they'd have a conversation with somebody standing there in the circle and start talking to them and basically cut me off. And it used to offend me. And then I began to realize that was my fault. I'm the one that created that situation in my life. And the only way I can, could change it was find myself trying to say less, okay. trying to be more succinct in what I had to say in a conversation. Okay. And periodically from time to time, if I felt I needed to complete a thought because it was critical, I would say, stop for just a second. Don't interrupt me. You need to hear what I have to say. I promise you, give me 10 seconds and you'll know why this is important. Okay. But the thing about it is, is that you can't do anything about what you used to be. Yeah, you can. You can do is change how you do things today. So you, you, that yeah. that came I, that point came in my life, like you were talking about, where I began to realize I needed to focus more on listening, yeah, and less on having something always to say or That's dominating right. a conversation. It's, it's, it's like you said, John. You can't go back in the past. All you can do is make a decision now. Mm-hmm. Make a decision now. Be intentional learn and the other thing I heard you say just now is that you said it was my fault yeah I recognize that however I want to add yes we can think of the way we contribute to the interaction in terms of blame and faults or we can change the perspective and think this was my contribution what was the contribution that I have made to this Interaction, this business deal, this process, what is my contribution? Because we're so easy and so fast to assign blame. I, I assign blame to this person, I assign blame to her, to him, to them. And what's even worse, sometimes we assign blame to ourselves. But if we change the course of conversation in terms of contribution, what is the contribution that I made? I think even internal self-talk, self-dialogue will produce better results. I also want to say I, I, ref, I understand that you had different ways to talk and fast talker and I felt the same way. In fact, I was in, it was an error in judgment because I felt 
Alright, I only have a minute to talk. Let me say as much as I can. Let me, let me just cram this information as much as I can because I want to get the point, point across. But now I realize by choking the air out of that one minute, it actually does more damage mm -hmm. than it does good. Because right. just necessarily, just because you talk so fast and because you think you can and you can overpower others, it doesn't mean that your point will be getting across. Your point will not be across. And, and I think you actually take the energy out. That's what do you point. think? Uh, it will. You can suck the life out of a room with your conversation. And when you're finished, you think you've said everything you wanted to say, but nobody remembers it. Because you see, it, as you were bombarding them, yes. they were tuning you out. They were tuning you out. And that's not right. That's not the... What is the goal of every conversation? Communication. Communication. Exchange In, of exchange knowledge. Exchange of information. And also some kind of achievement or some kind of purpose, right? Or even the development of a personal relationship and creating camaraderie and rapport. That's right. So we're going somewhere. But if it's one person talking all the time, it's not yeah. going to happen. And the reason I also want to mention, now, there was a point in my life where I used to work on a telephone work with different mm -hmm. people. I've had such a job. That's right. Where you have the opportunity to speak to vendors, customers, mm -hmm. managers, other peers. And there was a point when, I'll never forget this, I called to somebody in a different part of the country. And I just started into one of my tirades, working, talking very fast without taking any breaks. And this one person stopped me and said, hey, stop that was one of the things I, I, I realized okay just because I talk so fast doesn't mean the other person appreciates it and it, take, it took a courage for somebody to say I don't just stop and listen and that that was another thing that I learned um, to listen as well have you ever heard this saying from St. Francis of Assisi first seek to understand then to be understood what do you think about that I think it's a great well, I'll, I'll go further. It's not just great, it's profound, and it's true. It's very true. Because if one puts himself in the position as being the person of grace and of graciousness, people like it when you look them in the eye and you say, I want to hear from you. You're giving them freedom to express themselves and to them, it's self-fulfilling, it's encouraging, and it builds them up. It sure does. And sure does. if we can learn through our focus to let them know, hey, what you have to say matters. I want to know. I want you to tell me about it. And while you're telling me about it, would you be offended if I ask you some additional questions, kind of like, if you had a point, I want you to dig a little deeper. Would you be willing to share? I like doing that in an interview process because this is the way that you draw out of the person the wealth of knowledge and information, the good news, and the important news that they want to share with you. And you get an insight into their personality and even into their heart. Yeah. And that's good because... We all need to understand each other better. 
One of the things that has always annoyed me, and perhaps now more than ever it annoys me, is that somewhere in the course of our society, particularly in the area of the media, in the coverage of news, or in the editorial process where pundits are arguing positions or particular points or virtues versus vice or values versus infirmities or weaknesses, they like to walk all over each other. And what you wound up hearing is two people both talking, trying to out-talk the other, and nothing about it is pleasant, enjoyable, beneficial, and it tends to polarize. And this seems to be something that more and more people are adopting because this is what they're exposed to on television and obviously on radio and obviously in many public forums and in some cases even in motion pictures it's it's disappointing and I, I almost scream at the TV when I'm watching my favorite news network and you've got people on both sides of an issue and they won't give each other the opportunity to articulate a complete set of points so the individual, the first point the person makes, the other one says, boom, they jump on it. That's not right, because the person didn't complete their thought. And further, the individual didn't say, would you explain that a little bit more to me well, so that I understand your motive? Well, I, what I've just heard from you, John, it seems like you described every day, every evening type scenario oh, on yeah. national TV. Absolutely. And it seems to me... What it does, it creates an environment for good TV, but it doesn't create an environment for understanding. Right, and there you go. That yeah. is the heart of it, yeah. understanding. And what is understanding? Every one of us has a right to their opinion. Yes. Everyone has the right for their opinion to be respected, and everyone has the right to express their opinion but they do not have the right to state that their opinion is the only one worth being heard. Well, if you take the position that if your opinion is the way, you miss you miss so many opportunities. You miss being staying curious, considerate, and you miss the understanding. What I just like you said, one of the pundits jumped on into each other. But what I want to kind of take back and think about our life, what, I'm, what I want to specifically say, a few years ago, I had a chance to attend a retreat for leaders at a nonprofit organization where I was one of the leaders. I remember this day. It was late June, and it was around, right around 6.30, right before dinner starts. It was right by the lake. There was this huge tree, it's oak tree, maybe a hundred years old, maybe more. And underneath that tree, there was a swing, a little swing for two people to sit and talk. I found the spot and I just was watching people, watching people, the interaction. Somebody was fishing, somebody was going in a canoe or boat, and a lot of activity, kids, adults, figuring out, getting ready for the evening activities. As I sat there, a friend came by. Her name is Julia. And she said, 
Mark, I want to talk to you. I said, okay, let's talk. It, it seemed that we spent maybe 45 minutes, maybe 30 minutes together on that bench. Why do I remember this story? Because Julia opened up to me. She told me about her son and the anxiety that she felt that he's going to be graduating high school and going to college and how, what is he going to be up against uh, financially, mentally, and the choice of his future vacation profession. She told me anxiety about her husband that he's working so much and he's working himself to the bone. She told me about her activities at church. And guess what I said, John? I let her talk. When I said, I just, I didn't interrupt, but I just lent my ear. That was one of the most, prof that, that was the profound experience of the entire retreat. Just my friend confiding in me about her life, about the anxieties. From that point, I understood one of the greatest gifts you can give someone is a time, your attention, your undivided presence. It is, a, I think, one of the scarcities we have is our time. We have to do errands, we have to put, uh, provide for our families, care for sick, uh, just be out there. But I think if we give the gift of time to our friends, or somebody who cannot pay us back. I think it's one of the greatest things we can do. And I think listening is a big part of that. And it takes it takes it takes an intention, takes a decision in your life to actually open up and listen. Here I am. I don't have an agenda. I'm here for you. Maybe it's gonna take five minutes, maybe it's gonna take thirty minutes. I am here for you. And when you come from that place, I think listening takes on a whole nother level it takes on a level of I'm trying to understand the principle of listening not just in interpersonal relations but also in an education form I think is an area that often is neglected yeah. and it isn't just about students listening to the teacher or the professor, I'm beginning to also see some of this lack of listening skill exercised by the educator, the professor, or the teacher. I don't generally talk too much about the elementary, middle, and secondary high school uh, schools. I like to think about colleges. We often hear stories where individuals with a very different set of values and belief systems coming out of a different type of a background are often engaged in a classroom discussion, whether it's civics, economics, history, psychology, philosophy. They're engaged with a question about values and they're opening up to express the opinions because they've been solicited to provide them. But then they are assailed, not just by fellow classmates, but by a professor 
who actually encourages this assailing of the student. And the whole time, I think what's going on is that they're not listening for the heart of the speaker. They're listening for what the speaker says that flies in the face of what they believe is right so that they can then pounce on the individual for those perceived shortcomings rather than saying, I didn't know that. I'm glad you shared that with me. I don't necessarily agree. As a matter of fact, there are times when I don't agree at all. But thank you for sharing it because it was worth being heard. And can we at least agree to disagree? That's start, right? It's a start. Agree to disagree. What I, what I have just, what you have triggered in that example, John, is that listening takes work. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for me to say listening takes work. I understand that listening takes work. I have an opinions that are valid. Mm-hmm. I have passions and feelings that are valid. Mm-hmm. You do as well. By me discounting my feelings, my emotions, my experiences is not right. Any more than it's right for somebody to discount your emotions. Correct. However, if 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 someone takes on the attitude of trying to understand, yes, I recognize where I where I feel, where I'm going, but I want to understand what the other person is saying. That's I think is a is a, is a skill, and I think you may try, you fail, you mm-hmm. try, you fail. But I think if you have an attitude of I want to first to understand, then to be understood, you can break through obstacles. And there are a lot of obstacles to listening. There really are. Oh, ambient noise. There's ambient distractions. Distractions, our own health. Oh yeah. Our life, and also I think unexpressed resentment, anger, mm-hmm. jealousy yeah. in the relationship, in the workplace, in a school. And I think those are the obstacles. The obstacles will prevent us from, lis- from listening because we have unresolved blocks, barriers that doesn't matter. I want to listen, but I feel slighted mm-hmm. by this person or yeah. by this situation. That's, or even that's by their like, opinion. Yeah. And I think, what is the solution? I don't know that I have one. I know that for me, maybe, the thing I must always strive to do is resolve to listen. To listen because it's an expression of respect. It's good manners, something we don't often talk about, but manners. This is where you begin to realize that we're all equals. Yeah. We may not be equal in terms of knowledge or finances or status or position, but we are equal in terms of our humanity. And humanity should have the right with fellow humanity to have equanimity of expression and thought. But to do that, one must first respect the fact that each of us is different And because you're different, I should listen to you just as I would expect you to reciprocate. So going back to that phrase, we must first seek to understand 
and then we can be understood. So what we're doing is we're being, for want of a better term, selfless. Selfless. And I think it's an attitude. I think it's something we can cultivate. I always talk about empathy. Mm-hmm. Empathy is not a foreign concept. It's not some fancy word that we can just tattoo across our face and say, I am empathetic. I think that would be <laughs> funny, but I don't think that's the goal. I think empathy is listening, trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Mm-hmm. It's like that Indian proverb, walk a mile in another person's mo- moccasins or their yes. shoes, and you understand where they're going through. Exactly. And I think if you want to build a relationship, that matter. I know on this podcast, I talk about being brave and speaking up yeah. for yourself and and learning and growing. But I also believe part of the conversation is about listening. Listening well. Listen with the intention to understand and then to be understood and have empathy. Thank you, John. Thank you. Well, thank you everyone for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it and uh, because I certainly, every time we get together, John, I learn the insights about myself and about you and something we can share with the audience. I hope to see you next time at speakbrave.co or you can check out the other website, markguy.com. And I'm John Morrow. And I'll see you next time.